The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Well, 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 I guess no news is good news, because we ain't getting no news out of Alameda, which I think is some bullshit. Because February 29th is the opening of free agency, and I'm telling you what, it's like hunting season for the Oakland Raiders. we got to go out there and bag us a couple. Well, without further ado, let's get on to show one. 85. That's right. We got to bag us a couple of great free agents because we got a whole lot of holes to fill. And, uh, well, let me, I'm going to hit right right now on um, some just recent Raider news. We haven't been up for a while. So let's just hit on this. Justin Fargus signs, of course. We all heard that. Great deal for the Raiders. Good deal for him. A lot of speculation on whether he was, uh, that sought after, but I don't give a rat's ass myself because he ran like a monster for us, and I think he'll continue. Five years with the silver and black says it all. Got a lot of heart. Good job, Fargus, and we're happy to see it. We'll talk about those numbers in just a minute. Tyler Brayton voided the last year of his contract. Well, thank goodness, because I was hoping that something like that would happen because I was afraid that I was going to throw a bunch of money at him and tag him or something ridiculous like that. Nice guy, but uh, never really did do very much. Not like Tommy Kelly, anyways. And the other guy that is also out there, voided his last year of his contract, Jerry Puss Porter. You know, never really had the healing that he should have in Oakland after his bullcrap season uh, and all his garbage about his, you know, him. All about him? It's all about him. Always been about him. Any fan that's gotten near him will tell you the same story. No doubt about it. So it looks like Tyler Brayton and Jerry Porter are hitting the road so those things could happen for sure. And I love it. So let's get to today's show, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oak, don't you know? Oak Town. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oak, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. All right, today's show is going to be the con game that's called the Combine. Yeah, I think it's a big con game, and I'm going to tell you guys why I think so. I really think it's a bunch of bull crap and a big waste of time, but I'll tell you more about that story. Here we go. Shanarat is on the chopping block. And you know he's on the chopping block because I'm going to taste some of those things that he's had to go through lately. I love it. <laughs> I hate the Broncos. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The story of the day. The Oakland Raiders are hiding under the covers. Yes, you know, you did it when you were younger. You did it when you were little, when you were afraid of monsters in the closet. What else can you do but pull the covers over your head? And we'll hit on that as well, too, because that is a huge story. We're also going to hit Raider Take, and uh, this is a pretty good one. I love Sean from the Raider Take. He is the bomb. And we will hit, of course, the Raider Nation podcast comments forum. So, let's see. Before I get in the combine, I'm going to get this right here. Um, 
you know, we did sign Justin Fargus, and I am so glad we did. Three years, $12 million with a $6 million guarantee. Five years as a Raider, deserved to be, and, and showed his guts uh, last season. Just playing beyond himself. And good thing for him, good thing for us, for damn sure. And um, I just think that it was worth the money. I think we got a deal on him, really, when you look at today's salary. So I hope he continues to do well and stays injury-free. It looks like with him, Michael Bush. Now, don't forget, we got Etchumandu, too, back. So I think that with those guys um, coming together with a new zone-blocking scheme, we will have a decent to above-average uh, running game. If we keep Rhodes and Michael Bush comes out healthy and we got Echimandu, that's plenty of guys right there so we don't have to waste any draft picks or free agent choices on running back. Thank God. We have so many other needs. Uh, okay, the con game that is the combine. Well, the Combine's coming up, yes, very shortly now. They will be poked, they will be prodded, they will be weighed, they will their their mentality will be weighed. They will have psychological evaluations, they will have interviews with many coaches that ask basically the same questions. You know, can you imagine being a player and going through that crap? I understand that strength and speed and and, you know, body mass and fat mass and all that stuff's important. But years ago, it went, went along behind closed doors. They had a physical and a story signed to the team. Let's move on. I think this whole combine thing has turned into a media circus where everyone can get in there and, and you know, promote themselves. And Because I'll tell you, really, when it comes down to it, it means nothing. The combine does not show whether the guy's going to be coming out of two bad plays to throw five good ones because he's come over the top. It doesn't show you courage, doesn't show you much of character because you can be an automaton, study for this thing, go right through it, and no one will really know who you are. You know, <laughs> it just goes to show you that here we are again in the NFL that has turned the draft into something just too much, you know, just way too much, way too much opera involved. The mediots across the country making their mock drafts. Look on the internet. You're going to see there's like 500 of them. And the combine is going to be a very big piece of what they have to put in there. I say this. I say if the coaches don't know already who they want, like now, and they don't see how kids play, these guys, these young men play on the field in times of stress when they have to overcome obstacles, that is what makes a great football player. That which is what shows if you have enough sack to pull it together, strap it on, and get going. You know what I mean? So I just think the combine is a big con game for all the NFL fans. It's kind of to keep everybody involved in the NFL during this particular 
March Madness, which I can't figure out. I know there's a lot of college basketball guys out there, too. Don't get me wrong, but I just cannot believe March Madness starts, you know, in February 1st, or actually January 15th, when they start talking about the teams and the players. I'm like, holy crap. And then March, forget any other news. I mean, for crying out loud, no other news happens except for March Madness. I understand. If you're into it, that's good. But if you're not, and you're just a sports fan, in general, it can be a little much. So March Madness always freaks me out every year because it just seems like it's getting longer and longer. Just like the draft. Same example. Anyway, that's about all I got to say about that. All right, Shanna Rat is on the chopping block. Well, I know you heard bits and pieces here in the Bay Area, but boy, in Denver, are they flipped out about them not having another doggone Super Bowl ring, and they haven't been in the playoffs. Well, it sounded like us. Sounds like we used to be. We just want to get to Aiden these days. But the Denver fans are flipped out, and they want his ass on a plate. So... The, the crescendo was building so much towards the end of the season. He fired both his offensive and his defensive coordinator. Nice talking to you. See you later. Well, that just uh, pretty much solves it all. <laughs> I love it. I love that Denver just got rid of the two key pieces of their coaching staff, only to insert another two key pieces that, well, maybe might be under the tyrant of Shannarat himself. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Shannarat is a little Al Davis, a power-controlling, I-want-to-do-offense-and-defense kind of guy. I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Um, he does hire his coordinators to do a job, and they didn't do a job. So they're history. And the other good thing about his case is he can blame them. Thank you very much. We'll be looking forward to your rat face on the sideline at the Coliseum. Yes, we will. And I can't wait to see it as we kick your ass. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. I love it. Okay. Now, I tried to avoid it. I've purposely steered clear from it. I have run from it, actually. But you can't hide from it because, well, let's just talk about this. <laughs> Under the covers. Yes, the Oakland Raiders can't hide under the covers. Pretty interesting. They sent all the season ticket holders this secret kind of email saying that they just re-signed Justin Fargus, and details would be forthcoming. 
I thought that was very interesting because it's also almost time for you to get your lovely little packet from the Oakland Raiders for your season tickets. <laughs> now, I think that's interesting for two reasons. One, I've never seen that before. Two, it lends me to believe that they have to throw something at us with something positive. Can't be too meaty. Can't. So it was very brief and very short, but it was kind of like, well, we're still here. Well, Mr. Davis, you can't hide under the covers. Can't hide under the covers because this is a very crucial time for our team. And I, I know that other people have got to be thinking the same thing I am. Free agency is the 29th of this frickin' month. The coaching staff has got to have gotten together several times on the same page to make sure that we get the right people that we need. Now, the last time I checked, we do not have a general manager. I don't know who handles that job. Is Lane Kiffin the guy making the choices for the offense? Is Rob Ryan really making the choices for the defense? I'm not trying to stir up any crap here. I'm just very, very concerned about this portion of our season. It is very tentative at this, at best at this point for Raider fans because we all kind of are hiding under the covers too. <laughs> because no news, I guess, is good news. And we haven't heard any news about the Kiffin situation since it kind of dropped off with no answer, no solution, no comment from Alameda. Now, I, like every other Raider fan, I'm thinking positive thoughts and hoping that all this madman science is happening behind the walls of the Alameda facility. I pray that Lane Kiffin's staying up till 4 o'clock in the morning, examining films on players that we could acquiesce or get to come to Oakland, you know, without too much of a hassle. I pray that Rob Ryan is on his game and knowing where he wants to go with his choices on the defensive side of the ball in the free agent market. We will see what happens. We will see what happens pretty doggone soon. And if we don't, that'll make a sign, too, of what happens pretty doggone soon. The Raiders have plenty of money. There is cash owed plenty to the tune of $25.9 million. And with cutting certain players and making certain changes, it's going to be more. Now, when free agency starts, of course, you could have Jordan in the mix as a trade. You could have other people in the mix as trades as well. So we really know, won't know what happens. We haven't really done a whole lot in so long that I really have no idea where we're going to go. <laughs> I know this. Parcells came into Miami and cleaned house. I mean, he, he cleaned house. And he's still cleaning house. It's like a nuclear bomb went off over there. And I wish that that would happen here in Oakland. But maybe it's just Lane's style to take things easy, take things slow, take things mellow. Because for me right now, it is a very, very bad time to have your head underneath the covers. 
That's all I got to say about that. Right, well, Sean from the Raider Take, RaiderTake.com. Check him out. Awesome blogger. He's always funny. He's always good. Great angles on every story. I love this guy. So I'm going to do, a, hopefully, do some good things <laughs> uh, as far as his, his uh, blog here is concerned. I hate to destroy it, but I just might. So this is called Chuck and Stuff. And the name kind of escapes you for a while, but hang on to it because it makes full sense. Okay? So check this out. Sean from the Raider Take, RaiderTake.com. Lane Kiffin isn't fired. James Lofton is hired. Lane loves Rob. Al loves Lane. And Amy just loves everyone. Jared Cooper has a big heart for dogs. Tyler Brayton is officially a free agent calming my worries that he might be franchised. <laughs> Justin Fargus has signed. Naomdi's getting tagged. Former Raiders quarterback Josh Booty got tasered. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Have I missed anything? Oh, yeah. Penny Raider is back, and if you don't know what that means, well, you need to come around here more often. She's uh, someone who com comments on his blog. She's pretty doggone cerebral. Great, uh, forum guest, let me say. She's very, very smart. Let me continue. It's been relatively slow going on Raider News recently, and perhaps no big news is good news, because the last time we got big news, it was of dubious detail, and only served to deliver an alarming spike in our collective blood pressure. You gotta love it. Meanwhile, over in Miami, the Dolphins' first major player purge since Bartels took, took charge of Miami's football operations, the team parted ways with Trent Green, wide receiver, Marty Booker, defensive tackle, Keith Taylor, right tackle, L.J. Shelton, and five other players ushering in the start of what's expected to be a massive offseason roster shakeup by a rebuilding franchise. Check that out. Say what you will about the Dolphins, but they're sending their fans pretty strong signals of change top to bottom. None of this, everyone gets a fresh start. None of this, wait and see, and they aren't remodeling. They're raising the house and rebuilding an entire new culture from the executive offices through the locker room. It's a little late for that in Oakland. The time for that would have been last year when Shell was shown the door and the stage was set for a massive overhaul. I don't point this out to be pessimistic, but rather just to be realistic and to heckle those who say that swift, decisive, and wholesale change can't be telegraphed immediately following the end of a dreadful season. It can. Thankfully, we are undergoing our own form of overhaul under Lane Kiffin. Slowly but surely, the tide is being turned, and the scholarships are being terminated, and aromas of mint in the air. Stopping the run and catching the ball are, in my opinion, our top concerns at the moment. 
Here we have our cannon loaded with Jamarcus Russell, but no one deep to catch the cannonball. As for stopping the run, the defensive line is only part of the problem, which goes as deep as the safety position, if not deeper. On Sirius Radio the other day, Daryl Johnson was talking about watching the tape from the Raiders-Viking last year and remarked about how our defense, dreadful fundamentals and tackling, no doubt. He wasn't saying it in a manner of someone who had an axe to grind with the Raiders, but more like someone who just happened upon a train wreck and had to tell some friends about it. I remember that game, and he's right. Rob Ryan, you may not have a roster of pro bowlers but at your disposal, but it's your responsibility to ensure the basic fundamentals are respected and applied. It, come down, it comes down to chuck and stuff. Chuck the ball and stuff the run. These aren't the sum total of our needs, but they are at the top of my list. At some point, you have to triage and prioritize. We can't count on the draft or free agency. We need to work with the, these needs hard through the draft and free agency. We need to be active, aggressive, and focused. And I think we will be. Here we go again, because the future is now. That's it from Sean from the Raider Take. And I'll tell you, the fact is, the future is now. And I certainly hope the coaching staff realizes that. I sure hope Al Davis realizes that, because, you know, it's always something. I'll tell you one thing, though. As as funky as it feels in Oakland, it's always some kind of surprise that comes down. just seems to me like every year something tricky comes out of Oakland. It's kind of refreshing. I'm just waiting for something positive and tricky to come out of Oakland. <sighs> it's gonna. You know it's gonna. It's gotta. Okay, well, let's see. What do we have going on now? I guess we got to do... The Bone Line. Fire to the bone. Fire. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. I know it's not football season. I know that there's no news. I know that your blood pressure is probably down, but you got something you got to say. So kick it down, put it on, and get in here to the Raider Nation podcast so we can put it on the show, will ya? 1-800-620-7181. Thank you for those who call in. And put it down. So let's hear it. Right on, Raider Greg. This is Eloyd from the Raider Nation. Notice you're playing my song that's on my profile, Bad to the Bone. Because that's what we Raiders are. Have a good one. This is Raider Tatum from Des Moines, Iowa. I was ecstatic. I was happier than hell to finally see Brady and that crew go down, especially to see Mr. Moss weep as he caught that ball. Actually, he was cocky prior to that. Hats off to the Giants. The immaculate incompletion, the tuck rule, it all went downhill. I wore my Isle Zato jersey that day. People are asking, why are you wearing your Raider jersey? 
because I'm cursing these assholes. These sons of bitches took it from us there back in 02. The hell with them. We are back in line. This is nothing but a good thing. I've been wearing black all week, my black ties, my silver and black ties. People are asking me, boy, you're kind of dressing kind of dark this, this week. You look like Johnny Cash. I go, no, I'm a Raider fan, and the Patriots lost. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck them till they fucking die. Screw them. Mr. Tatum does not have to apologize for Mr. Stingley's tragedy. Get him in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. And I will stand by this until the day I'm dead. Jack Tatum needs to be in the Hall of Fame. God bless you, Raider Greg. God bless all of the Raider fans across the nation. Being in the Midwest, putting up with the Queens, the Fudge Packers, the Vikings. I'm sick of all of them. We are turning things around and it's all going to happen. I'm out. God be with all of you. Talk to you soon. Okay, well, there you go, and we shall hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. Yo, yo. This song is dedicated, dedicated to the motherfucking Raider family. Where my Raider Nation, all my Raiders at. The Black Hole, the Old Town Raiders, all my Raiders at. I'm an old town raider, Tim Brown, slow pain, touchdown, full stop for the black hole, LA Coliseum, shoot it back to the Oakland Coliseum, welcome to the house, the house of pain. Before I get too deep into this, I'm going to hit this, Randy put this cool video segment up here, and I want you guys to check it out, it's on our forum, but the uh, link is there, and it's got some great highlight videos of Super Bowls, NFC, AFC Championship games. Also, a pretty good look into the draft, into the combine, and all that stuff. It's pretty cool, so you should check it out. It's on our homepage in the forum section, so check it out. Okay, so we were recently <laughs> voted the worst, and I mean the worst, conference in the NFL. Well, well, well. The NFC, NF, AF, excuse me, the AFC West. Worst conference in the NFL. What a great honor. What a great honor. All it says to me is we got a better chance now of taking the AFC West than before, so we should be able to get on it and get on it because San Diego ain't all that. Not yet, but they got a lot of money, and they can acquire a whole lot of people, and they're not going to make a run, so we got to be strong if we want to get up there. Okay, let's see here. Here's one from Raider Rick. There's a few ways to look at the draft. Do we go after an almost sure thing? Nothing is for sure in the draft because I'll tell you it's a crapshoot. It takes the likes of Cedric Ellis, Glenn Dorsey, or Chris Long. Or if Jerry Jones really wants McFadden, do we go after a combination of trade versus draft choices? Or do we use a draft chart and make him pony up? 
if we get the number four pick, it must be worth, well, it's worth 1,800 points on the draft chart. Dallas has 22nd pick, 780 points. The 28th pick, 660 points. And the 59th pick, 310 points. This would be 1,750 points. Then we ponder the question that, with our piss-poor luck and talent at picking players in the draft, will three-for-one make a difference? Ugh, that's tough, Rick. Will the picks make the team? Will they be here in two, three, five, seven years? If we're able to get two first-round picks and a second from Dallas for for a pick, I would do it. There will be some kind of players at those picks, like Chris Kellis or like Calais Camp Campbell, or defensive end, defensive end from Miami, Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver uh, from California. Yeah, he's from Cal. Lima Swede, wide receiver from Texas. Rashard Mandahal, for a running back from Illinois. Philip Merling, defensive end from Clemson. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys here. But you just never know. We would then have two firsts, two seconds, a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. Man, Rick, every year I seem to go through this same thing, and every season I seem to be totally blown away on how the Raiders pick these drafts. And... It never ceases to amaze me that we have so many draft picks that are missing, no longer here. Like you say, three, five, seven years from now. Are they going to be here? Are they going to be around? You know, it's, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to figure. It really is. The assassin comes in with this one. This is beautiful. The KC Chiefs club seat holders are recently notified that beginning in 2009, their seat prices would increase each year for five years. One club seat holder said that he is paying $110 a seat in 2008. By 2013, he will be paying $276 per seat per game. This will help to cover the renovation expenses that will give club seat holders an enclosed air-conditioned space with huge glass windows and flat-screen TVs and fireplaces throughout. Food will range from standard to gourmet fare, and the fans can stay after the game in their club section. When notified of this increase, current ticket holders have 10 days to make up their mind whether they want to or not sign a five-year Price increase contract. I hope this is what's going to go on in Oakland, man. Because that would be brutal. Think about it. $110 a seat to $276 a seat in five years. That is crazy. And I mean crazy. Okay, Raider Jim comes in. What do you think of the draft? Who do you think they'll draft? I'm not sure if they'll take Jake Lawn from Michigan or not. Um, here's a few I think that we should consider. I have heard Dallas is really after McFadden, I will, and I will offer a package to move up to get him. Raiders could benefit from that. That's for sure. <laughs> Chris Long, Virginia. Yeah, Chris Long is a pretty formidable foe. He's just not Howie's kid. He's a damn good football player. Can't remember the kid's name, but there's a wide receiver from Texas, and he's 
He's a tall receiver. With Porter apparently going elsewhere, we'll need one. Well, yeah, good luck, Porter. Hit the road. Jake Long from Michigan and Darren McFadden. I'm not sure why this is a position of strength that we have or not. Well, I think we do have great running backs. Uh, Jake Long from Michigan, a defensive tackle. I think that guy, if you look at his film, he's pretty brutal. But, you know, then I, I get every time I think of a defensive or an offensive tackle, I think of Gallery, who had all the potential in the world and blew. So it's just a matter of, you know, what's going on as far as what's going on as far as uh these guys being ready for football. You just never know. It's a crapshoot, man. I swear I hate it. Raider Frank comes in. Roy Williams would be a good fit if Barion and Curry, I think. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too. If the Lions cut him, we should take him. He's been about average in Detroit, averaging 12, 13 games, hampered by some injuries, but overall not bad. The Raiders need a, a slot guy. That's true, and he is a slot guy. Inside work that they can have with the tight ends making some trouble for teams so they leave the outside single covered for guys like Barium and Curry. Go Raiders, Raider Frank. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, I think Barion is a great pickup, and I hope we get him. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. I hope we can pick him up. And Roy Williams, if the Lions drop him and he comes up for availability, I think we got to take him because they really haven't had a good quarterback there to throw anybody for crying out loud. So, all right, well, that's about it for this show. And, of course, we'll be hitting some more. We'll be going to the Commitment to Excellence Dinner where we see Justin Fargus and hopefully get to talk to him a little bit. And we will put that right on the Raider Nation videocast. Thank you for being patient. We had the president's holiday, and I was out of the town for a while. So thank you for having understanding. And let's see now. Raider Randy and I will be there. The Combine, February 20th to 26th. We won't be there in Indianapolis because, you know, they ain't paying our way. That's for damn sure. So forget it. But we'll be able to take a look at all the great guys and all the great stats. And then, who knows, I sure hope our coaching staff is on the J-O-B. At any rate, um, we have things to look forward to, man. February 29th come around the corner pretty quick, and we'll be able to see. I'd love to see some trades go down. There's a whole lot going on, so it could get better. We just need a little, a little positive love from Alameda. That's all I'm looking for. So this is Raider Greg for this show, and I am out.